Hey folks, welcome into Pro Football Ireland. Michael McQuaid, Mark Hogan, Jason Hayes. Uh, well, we're in the off-season, the schedule's out. There's no better time to look forward to the witching hour, which is only a few weeks slash months away. We're all counting down the minutes, and I, 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 I'm delighted to welcome back uh, Scott Hansen. Scott, it, it, it's always good to chat to you, my friends. How are you doing? You good? Oh, great to be with you guys again. How's everything in Ireland right now? going well we've uh, obviously got the schedule release out now scott so we're, we're we're getting closer to your favorite time of the year and um, let's talk about that because i've seen your i've seen your tweets over the last 24 hours is this turning into your favorite part of the off season seeing all these social media clips and just getting the game scott and starting to sort of prep your own season as well yeah i'm a big believer in visualization you know, like, like when I am going into the studio that day, I visualize like how things might go. Uh, when I have any type of assignment or something, I'm meeting up with someone, I, I picture like how it, how it could go. And when the schedule gets released, it is one of the, one of the most exciting times for me. Cause I visualize a five or six month patch of my life. And uh, yeah, I always say this, all politics is local, is, is a, a saying we've got here in the United States. All schedule releases are local. I, I look exactly as to how does the schedule impact NFL red zone? How many games in the early window? How many games in the late window? Uh, where, you know, where do the majority of the bye weeks fall? Where do we get you know, when are we going to get Aaron Rodgers? When do we get the Cowboys? When do we get, you know, whoever else? So it's it's a fun time. It gets me it gets me going for sure. I'm glad you said that. I'm looking forward to asking you a question later on with that in mind. But before that, who did it better? Do you think the Tennessee Titans or the LA Chargers oh. have been all the talk today? Uh, give me the Titans. I thought the Titans now their concept. The Tennessee Titans social media team, their concept was not nearly as ambitious as the Chargers or some of the others that Chicago Bears basically put together like a mini, uh, like a mini comedy, you know, episode. But the Titans, their concept was base level, but the material that they ended up getting literally made me laugh out loud. So we always say this is the social media departments like their Olympics or their Super Bowl. I thought the Titans just absolutely nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Well, how about you guys? Did you guys yesterday, did you do a show and did you vote yesterday? Amongst you know yourselves? The funniest thing about the Titans is they actually had two out. They had the one that was in Nashville and then they actually had one set in a bar that they had Seamus, the WWE wrestler. They had Keith Urban in there. They had uh, Marcus Brown and like that got completely overshadowed. In terms of us, we were really excited about the international. We did, we had um, Henry Hudson on talking about it because I suppose we described it as kind of our Thanksgiving. We give thanks to the NFL for bringing the games over here. And <laughs> yeah, we were, we were super pumped about uh, the games. Uh, have you paid attention to that? Are you jealous at all of in the games that we got i mean germany's off again the miami dolphins playing the Kansas City chiefs well no i love it now one thing though that they seem to i believe this is the first year mm, let me make sure no maybe last year where all of the games are kicking off at the same time all of the international games meaning for me in los angeles those games begin at 6 30 in the morning so 
I know you guys overseas stay up late at night to watch red zone and even later at night to watch Sunday night football. If you, if you choose to stay up that late, we get up early in the morning. So I actually love it that there are quality games and star players and key teams that are playing in those, in the London games and the Germany games, because I get to start watching them at 6.30 in the morning when I'm on my way into the Red Zone Studios. I usually arrive at the Red Zone Studios about 6.40 in the morning. I just go in a little bit earlier, and I'm watching football the entire time prepping to get ready for Red Zone, which in Los Angeles times kick, kicks off at 10 a.m. So I actually love it that there are quality games. The fact that Scott Hansen enjoys an even longer day of NFL football <laughs> is, the, is the least surprising thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm a glutton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking at the schedule, Scott, another thing which has changed is uh, to do with the primetime games this season. Um, so for the first time, they're going to allow some teams play multiple Thursday night football games. Um, and they're also going to allow flexing with that Monday night fl- football slot. One of the side effects of this is a few teams such as Arizona, Houston, Atlanta, and Indianapolis not getting any primetime games at all. Um, so you'll be seeing a lot of them on red zone every week. Um, what are your thoughts on this change to the, the primetime schedule? Uh, how do you think it's going to affect the viewer experience and um, maybe more importantly, the player experience? Well, okay. There's a few different questions within there. I'll take them like one at a time here. First, for the possibility, and I say possibility of Monday night football flexing, they have not said that they are going to do that. I think that's a, a dicier proposition than than Sunday night football flexing and whatnot. And it's simply because there are people who will travel to a road game and they have built their weekend and whatever to go to a Sunday game in Pittsburgh or wherever. And if that game gets flexed into Monday night football, you're throwing a wrench into potentially thousands of people's lives who are diehard NFL fans. So I think the league needs to be very sensitive to that. But if it's a no-brainer, if let's say in week 14, the Monday night game ends up being two teams that are almost mathematically eliminated at that point, and, and I'm just using an example here. I'm not even using this specific example of who's playing there. So don't, don't, you know, quote me on that. But then there is a game that was scheduled for the early window or even the late window that was going to be played with multiple games at the same time. And it's a no brainer to move it. I get it. I get it. You want key games in front of as many eyeballs as possible, but it's at the expense of people who have arranged their live schedules to be there live in the stadium to play when when the game was originally scheduled so i think it's a that's a that's a something they want to tread lightly with and they might not even do it they said they might not even do it it's available to them should they want to uh so that'll be interesting to see in terms of the what is it four teams that have no national television games no standalone uh, solo island windows, if you will. I actually have no problem with that. The NFL on the field is a meritocracy. You earn being a starter on an NFL roster. You earn being a Pro Bowl player on an NFL roster. You earn your way to the playoffs, earn your way to the Super Bowl. I think one of the things of playing on national television is 
it's a beneficial thing, obviously, for the players, the coaches, the teams, the franchises themselves. But you've got to earn it. And, and the teams that you mentioned there are not necessarily the highest profile teams. Uh, look, at they need one season to, to, you know, bounce back and prove that they've got what, what it takes to be wanted to be seen by 25 million people across the country or across the world. And look no further than the Detroit Lions, who at this time last year, if we were talking or this time a, a year and a half ago, let's say, we would be laughing if we thought the NFL is going to put them on the season kickoff game. And here they are a, a year later after winning eight of their last 10 games. And, th and they're going to be featured on Monday night football uh, once or twice and Sunday night football, I believe as well. And of course on Thanksgiving where they have their traditional game, it only takes, it only takes one good season to bounce right back. So I actually don't feel terribly sorry for the franchises that don't have a national televised game. I would just say, go out there and win. And you'll be featured all over the place next year. The other thing you earn, Scott, is the chance to sit down and watch Red Zone when you're in the prime time slot. It's something that <laughs> it's something that the players themselves obviously pay attention to, and fans love it when you kind of start off and say, "We got this tweet from the likes of a Josh Allen." How exciting is that for you? And is there someone in particular that you're like, "Oh, wow, he's paying attention." Yeah, so Josh Allen, uh, I, I think I had heard the rumors that, that he was a fan and he was watching two seasons ago. But last season, because the Bills were obviously a Super Bowl favorite, and so they were playing on national TV windows left and right, and of course their bye week as well, he, he did multiple interviews where he said, oh, I spent my entire Sunday watching Red Zone. And I thought that was pretty cool. The first big-time player that I heard was watching Red Zone is Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a football junkie. Obviously, he's the greatest quarterback of all time, probably the greatest football player of all time, but he is a football fan. He is a junkie. He sits and watches Red Zone all the time when he wasn't playing in on, on a Sunday early or late window. And he actually came up and told me that himself. And I thought, wow, that was pretty, that's pretty freaking cool. And then there's a bunch of players that'll be tweeting about it because yeah, if you're not, I know Russell Wilson will watch when he's not playing. Um, Max Crosby is is a fan, the uh, the pass rusher for the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, there's dozens and dozens of other players uh, that and former players that are watching. And and why not? If you have a favorite team, watch your one team. But if your favorite team isn't playing at that time, what better way to consume the NFL than NFL Red Zone? Absolutely, or both as well. It's it's funny. I, I'll just jump in very quickly, Jason. The, Scott, the it's funny. I, I had the chance to go to the new NFL media studio. was there last month, and I feel like we need more than 20 minutes to talk about the fact that the wall arts, the fancy bathrooms or restrooms that, that are incredible. Like I, I could talk about that for, for, for one hour, but Scott, what people don't realize is it's an incredible facility, but you literally do it in a room with a big green screen behind you, but in like the equivalent of a big garage door. And when we were getting the tour, it was like going through the Vatican for me. It was like, this is where Red <laughs> Zone is filmed. And it was like the Mecca. I was like, it's it's some setup, man. It's incredible down there. Well, thank you. Uh, sorry we didn't have any uh, works of art by Michelangelo or Raphael to uh, augment your Vatican tour experience. Uh, but but yeah, it is it is cool. And it's easy to, unfortunately, it's easy to take for granted that that's my workplace. The one interesting thing about it is, and obviously you saw when you were there, that it is adjacent 
to SoFi Stadium, which is just as as magnificent a looking a building in real life as it looks on TV when the Rams or the Chargers are playing in a high profile game and they take the helicopter shot or the blimp shot of the of the building where where I pull in at 630 in the morning and park my car at our employee garage, I walk across like a deck, like a, like a platform to go down into where the studio is for Red Zone. And it has a beautiful view of the, uh, what is it, the northwest side of SoFi Stadium. And that's what it always hits me. It's like, and there's almost always a game that'll be going on there, whether it's a Chargers or Rams home game later on that day. I think, man, there's, there's so much going on in that building and there's so much going on in this building. But the nuts and bolts of it, I get tunnel vision because I'm so focused on my job where I don't get the experience of walking into it like it's Disneyland, like, like you guys got to and getting a tour. Um, but it's, it's a great facility. It gets the job done. The green screen I'm used to. I actually wish it was a physical set behind me, but I understand for flexibility sake and budgetary concerns, they want the, the ability to change that room into whatever they need to. And as long as the touchdowns are real and the, and the host's enthusiasm is real, I have no problem with a fake background. Scott, uh, Mark touched on a pretty juicy slate of international games that's coming up this season. Um, on this side of the pond, you'll often hear commercial breaks mentioned as one of the main barriers for people getting into the NFL and American sports in general. They just aren't used to the, the amount of stoppages. Of course, Red Zone and your show has broken those barriers. Um, so I'd just like to ask, how do you feel Red Zone has um, brought new fans to the game? How much credit are you taking for this growth of the game overseas? And are you on some kind of commission structure for these international games? Because if you're not, I think you should be. Well, a couple of things about that. Thank you for the compliment. Um, <laughs> a couple of things about that. One, when they play the international games and when it does have, as I referred to, a 6.30 a.m. kickoff here in, in the West Coast of the United States, so that, those games are done. I am told that certain stadiums will put red zone on in because that game is ending within 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes yeah. to us starting our show. And that I don't know if it's, you know, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium or Wembley or, the uh, you know, the stadium in, in Germany in Munich, uh, Allianz Arena, they put red zone on so that fans could just expand their NFL football experience for that day, seeing a live game and then seeing Scotty come on with every touchdown from every game and, and us rocking and rolling. That, that thrills me because it's like it. I, I picture the same type of a thing if it was inverse happening in the United States, something that is uh, uniquely from, let's say, the UK or Europe at large uh, coming here that, that had pockets of popularity where Americans would come together to enjoy something that was imported from overseas and to be able to experience it and see it live and then be able to experience our favorite form of it. I've got friends who are Premier League soccer fans, Americans born and raised in America that have adopted a Premier League team and they live and die by it. They adjust their sleep schedules by it. They 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 orchestrate their social life by it, much like NFL fans 
overseas do. So, so it thrills me that I'm the host that gets to do that. And in regards to the popularity, I'm telling you guys, based on a, a few different factors, um, social media and uh, Cameo, I, I do a thing called Cameo, you may or may not be familiar with, which is, you know, personal video shout outs for fans that want to that want to buy a celebrity to give their buddy a birthday, happy birthday greeting and whatnot. Based on those two things that I see so many international fans either hiring me for a cameo or tagging me or interacting with me on social media, I literally think that my popularity, to the extent that it exists, is almost equal in foreign countries as it is in the United States. Just because people, for the point that you made, people love the streamlined nature of Red Zone. And for people that are mostly in soccer-loving countries that are used to, uh, you know, uh, two hours straight outside of halftime of action, that NFL Red Zone's broadcast approximates that as close as they can get to it, as close as we can get to it, where the stoppages are, are trimmed off, you know, and, and the commercials obviously trimmed off. So it's very, very gratifying. And, and I just hope it, it just continues because as you guys know, I love our sport and I love, I love people. And I want as many people to know the greatness about this great sport as possible. Well, it's, it's always great, Scott, especially internationally seeing Red Zone on after the games, even in Munich last year. It was awesome because it was incredible after the game. Quick fire final round from each of us. So three last quick questions here. Uh, one of the biggest sports in Ireland is Gaelic football. The NFL is growing in Ireland uh, fantastically, but Gaelic football hurling is one of the big sports. Double element here. Have you ever seen Gaelic football or hurling? We will send you a video after. And secondly, the last day of the National League season, there's like 15 games at once. And the joke for all the NFL fans around here is we should get Scott Hansen to do it for like a GAA, Gaelic football red zone. Are you up for doing it next year for a laugh? Or? I would need to familiarize myself because I'm a professional <laughs> and I like, you guys know, I've been on your show before. You guys know how I prepare for an NFL red zone episode. I would feel like I would need to be that prepared and it would take me years to get up to speed on that. I would probably sound like a, like an infant if I went on <laughs> and I tried to broadcast Gaelic football to answer your question. Well, hurling, this is going to expose my ignorance here. I thought hurling was that sport where, Y'all do the maybe it's a maybe that's a Scotland thing where you throw the telephone poles over the shoulder and stuff like that, like in the rocks and the boulders. That 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 shows how dumb I am at it. Oh, that's that's so funny. We had it. We we have a video pulled up on this on the side here, but we'll ignore it for now because I want to ask you a different question. It's week eighteen, and we just had the schedule release now, and you have a triple box up on screen to end the season on red zone. You can have. Three of these go on the screen, but you have to eliminate one. So I want you to, you might have to keep your ears peeled for a second. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, if it seems like there was a, a jump cut in this, in, in, in the show that we're watching, there's a reason for it. We call it a jump cut because I'm now in a different position and whatnot. I'm actually now on a different device. Welcome to sunny Los Angeles, California, where my phone that I had on my car dashboard started overheating during the oh, the zoom here <laughs> and and so it, it like literally i've never had to do that but we were on long enough that it was overheating and it and it crapped out so now i'm now on my tablet and uh, with a little different camera angle here so if, if that's the explanation if uh, if you guys want to pick up where we left off i'd be happy to 
I was asking you, which would you rather? Aaron Rodgers, the Hail Mary, Tua to go to the one seed with the Dolphins, uh, record-tying field goal kick to send the 49ers to the one seed, or um, beat John Robinson to get the touchdown record. You can have three of those on screen, but one of them doesn't make it. Which do you go for? Oh, man, give me the choices again. I can have three on the screen? Okay, give, give me the choices. Aaron Rodgers, Hail Mary attempt to decide if the Jets or the Patriots go to the playoffs. <laughs> Tua is battling the Bills. He has no running backs. He's going to throw to win the division against the Bills. You have a rookie kicker, Jake Moody, is kicking a record field goal attempt to send the 49ers to the one seed. Or Bijan Robinson, with no playoff implications, is about to get a 30-second touchdown of the year, the all-time record. Oh! Oh! I thought long and hard, lads, about these for the last. <laughs> See the pain in your face there, Scott. <laughs> Give me the Tua circumstances. Give me the Tua, like Tua. You said he had to throw to to beat the Bills for the division. For the division, yeah. So one of them is that is a hail mary this... or not? No, that's that is called that. Like maybe it's like fourth and goal, which is eight yards out. They're too far to run it. So with that wide receiver core on the field against that Bills team that everyone <sighs> rates to go in as the number two, no easy options here. Well, first of all, I, of course, I would go quad box at that point. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> Did, you know, I, I actually but came if up you're with the limiting question. me, I, I like I like parlor games like this. If you're limiting me, see, I would get rid of Bijan, except that's historic. It's historic, and Rogers is. We just saw the schedule release. Rodgers is moving the needle, as we say in the United States, when it comes to fan engagement and whatnot. So I can't get rid of Rodgers. And a rookie kicker to break the record. First of all, Jake Moody does not. I don't think he has a big enough leg. I don't think he could go for for 67 yards or whatnot. Um, I'd probably get uh, I'd probably get rid of of the kicker. I, and I'd, I'd show you Tua because a fourth and goal play in a division rivalry. I, I, so I would go Rodgers, Tua, Bijan for the record. There you go. And, and the kick is good. Bashing my teeth thinking that I would have to <laughs> skip one of those because you know me, I love to show everything. Uh, I was going to say Jason's got the last question, but Jason has jumped off because his internet is fantastic. So, Scott, the last question is from Mark, and we will round up. Is it Kildare related, Mark? I think, apparently. Oh, sorry. We, uh, we don't have time for some of the listener emails, but there was one uh, listener. Me, I, I'll, I'll stay on a few extra minutes here, guys, if you want. Oh, brilliant. Thanks, Amin. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to take some of them then, Michael? Um, yeah, I, I will. I'll, 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 we'll do two listener emails. And thank you for that, Scott. I, I know people are very interested in this as well. Um, um, Owen and Cork, what is the all-time favorite moment you've ever called in Red Zone down through the years? I think maybe I've, I, I don't know if I told you guys the story, but Robert Griffin III's rookie year, which was also Russell Wilson's rookie year, uh, was it October, I want to say, of 2012? Um Robert Griffin III broke away for a game-winning touchdown run. Washington, the Redskins at the time, had had the ball in the lead, and they just needed to get a first down to run out the clock. But Griffin, in his amazing athleticism, broke away for about a 75-yard touchdown run at FedEx Field in front of the Washington fans. 
in a triple box. That that happened first, and about 10 seconds later in the triple box, a rookie quarterback by the name of Russell Wilson threw a, a bomb. It was almost a Hail Mary. Deep downfield, I think it was Sidney Rice caught the touchdown to beat Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. That game was in Seattle, so that home crowd went nuts. And then about 10 seconds after that in the triple box, Jay Feely, who was then the kicker for the Arizona Cardinals, had a game-winning kick as time expired, and it hit the upright and bounced back onto the field to send the game into overtime. And that was in front of the Arizona fans as well. And all three of those things happened within 20 seconds of each other in a triple box on red zone. I think that was still my favorite moment. You get excited for it and for the season just listening to your explanation. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, right? Um, I, so we got another one. So we were talking about Gaelic football. There's a game tomorrow. It's actually the under 20s. So it's a very um, communal aspect, this whole GAA. You have to play for your local area. So someone was asking, because Kildare, it's actually the same county as I'm from, the under 20s are playing in the All-Ireland tomorrow. Could you give them an up the lilies and wish them well in the All-Ireland tomorrow? Oh, Okay. Uh, so for give me the name of the town again that it's in. So they're playing. Um, Kildare is playing Sligo, and they're the under twenties. And the nickname is the Lily Whites. So it's Kildare or the Lily Whites. You can call them. Okay. In the All Ireland. Okay. Hey Kildare, it's your guy Scott Hansen from NFL Red Zone. Just heard that there is a massive under twenty game here for you guys. Let me just say, up the lilies. And I'll see you in September for every touchdown from every game, American football style. Have a great one. That's incredible. That's amazing. Stuff. Jeez, that's amazing. Did I, did I nail it? Was I close? <laughs> you did. Yeah. How, I, uh, normally, you know, people from your part of the world don't get the pronunciation right, but uh, that's the pros pro right there. <laughs> You were very, very close with the hurling explanation as well. So fair play. Scott, I, Scott, I will just end saying this for yourself so you're aware of it as well for people listening. Uh, every Sunday, apart from some Sundays in December and the international games, we are across Ireland in different bars, different venues, watching at least one game. Plus this man here, Scott Hansen in Red Zone. So we'll, we'll definitely tweet you in a few pictures, Scott. Um, thank you for coming on and taking the time today. Like, and I know it's it's you know, a period to relax and prepare for you now. So to take the time out of your day, we we appreciate it. But I know a lot of people, not just in Ireland, but the UK and Europe appreciate it. And uh, all the best, man, next season. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Always good to be with you guys. Thanks for having me on. And definitely hit me on, on Twitter, tag NFL Red Zone, tag me. Uh, use the hashtag for NFL Red Zone because maybe we'll sneak it on. I think we did that in the past one time. Maybe yeah. we'll sneak it on an episode just to let... let uh, the worldwide audience know that the Irish are tuned in. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you.